The hour cometh and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 111 and 114, found on page 482 and page 484. I will give thanks unto the Lord with my whole heart, secretly among the faithful and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is worthy to be praised and had in honor, and his righteousness endureth forever. The merciful and gracious Lord hath so done his marvelous works that they ought to be had in remembrance. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He shall ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are true. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do thereafter. His praise endureth forever. Psalm 114 When Israel came out of Egypt, and the house of Jacob from among the strange people. Judah was his sanctuary, and Israel his dominion. The sea saw that and fled. Jordan was driven back. The mountains skipped like rams, and the little hills like young sheep. What aileth thee, O thou sea that thou fleddest, and thou Jordan that thou wast driven back? Ye mountains, that ye skipped like rams, and ye little hills like young sheep. Tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord, 
at the presence of the God of Jacob. Who turned the hard rock into a standing water, and the flint stone into a springing well. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventeenth chapter of the first book of Samuel. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle, and were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Soko and Azekah in Ephes Damim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah, and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, <clears throat> and his iron spearhead weighed six hundred shekels, and a shield-bearer went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, <clears throat> Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and who had eight sons. And the man was old, advanced in years, in the days of Saul. The three eldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul to battle. The names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab, the firstborn, next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself forty days, morning and evening. Then Jesse said to his son, Take now for your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves, and run to your brothers at the camp. And carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and see how your brothers fare, and bring back news of them. So Saul and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper, and took the things and went to Jesse, as Jesse had commanded him. When he came to the camp as the army was going out to the fight and shouting for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. Then, as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. 
So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine, and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's answer was aroused against David, and he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing, and these people answered him as the first ones did. Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they, were report they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, and went out after it and struck it, and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard, and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord, who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. So Saul clothed David with his army, armor, and he put on a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a cloth, coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor, and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David with, by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. 
Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So it was, when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in the bag and took out a stone, and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, and drew it out of its sheath, and killed him, and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted, and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley, and to the gates of Ekron. When, and the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road to Shearim, even as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines, and they plundered their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, where he put his army, but he put his armor in his tent. When Saul saw David going out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, his commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. So the king said, Inquire whose son this young man is. Then, as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? So David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Here endeth the first reading. Benedictus S. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh verse of the fifteenth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that fall to me. So he divided them to them his livelihood, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent it all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, 
Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still away off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and a sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has de devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness be Day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. 
Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, whose never-failing providence ordereth all things, both in heaven and earth, we humbly beseech thee to put away from us all hurtful things, and to give us those things which are profitable for us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Some quick thoughts about today's lessons. Uh, we begin with our Old Testament lesson and the story of David and Goliath. And what we have here is, can be seen as the second introduction of David to King Saul. And, you know, it's an interesting dilemma that we encounter here in that often there'll be an attempt to harmonize the two accounts, the one from the previous chapter and this chapter. How can David have been called up into Saul's, you know, employ as a, a, a musician to, to soothe his, his, his troubles? And then in this one, it seems like he doesn't remember him and he is introduced to him a second time. And, you know, various attempts are, are, are tried, you know, whether it is an indication of Saul's uh, mental state. But I think more fundamentally we see here in Scripture is that the tradition held two different accounts of how David and Saul first met. And the scholars and, and religious leaders of Israel who put together these accounts and assembled it into the Old Testament didn't want to alter things. We, you know, there's attempts, there could be attempts to make the, 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 the these two accounts fit together. And the people who put together the Old Testament didn't do that. They were handed down through tradition, these two different accounts, and they placed them in together. That is how we know that the, 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 the scriptures are, yes, the works of men's hands, but are guided by God. They're, they saw the importance of putting everything they knew about King David into scriptures. And these tell various aspects of David. So. For instance, yesterday we had a very 
spiritual calling of David to his divine kingship. And now we see the type of man he is and why that was such a, a good choice for Israel. We, we see in our today's lessons who David really is, how he trusts in God. And that's an important distinction. So we get these two different aspects of David that we can, that are in commentary with one another because they are placed right next to one another. Now, back to the, the story of David and Goliath and the Philistines. The Philistines were a, a people who came from the sea. They came into the, the, the region of Canaan from what we now believe is probably uh, uh, Crete, and they're part of the Minoan civilization that we don't know a lot about. Mostly what we know is from, say, mythology and the story of the Minotaur and things like this, and from archaeological digs where we know that they had some weird ritual where they would basically do a form of bullfighting where you would leap over the bull. And they also worshipped a goddess who was a snake goddess. And there was a, apparently what they call the, the Bronze Age Collapse, where many of the civilizations in the Mediterranean fell. And these people fled their, their, their region in, around Greece and Crete and then settled in Canaan. But they'd also done raids against the Egyptians and things like this. So these were we can see that sort of Greek influence in the way that they, they, they go into battle and have this huge armor, this, this bronze armor. And now Goliath, he stands about, about nine foot tall. So he's very large. And so he comes out as a single champion. Now there is a tradition in the Mediterranean world where you could avoid full scale battle by sending a champion from one side and a champion from the other side, and then they would fight. And whoever their winner was determined the, the entire battle. And so it would be natural to assume who in the, on the, the Israel side who would come out to meet him. And recall that Saul is literally head and shoulders taller than anyone else in Israel. He's tall, handsome, and strong. So it would be natural to assume that he would come out and face this champion, but he doesn't do it. He lets fear take hold of him. And it's this young boy who comes out and does battle with this giant. And we see in David a trust in God that is absent from Saul, where he trusts the results of what he knows is the right thing to face this, this enemy of Israel and do battle with him. And he trusts God for the results. But he also combines that with his own knowledge and skills. He comes out knowing his own abilities as a shepherd, how he's fought bears and lions. And he comes out with a sling, the, 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 the weapon of the shepherd. And then he rushes out to do battle with Goliath. And what that has the effect of doing is that he comes out with his shepherd's staff and makes like he's going to try to beat Goliath with it. So what does Goliath do? He stops where he is to meet the charge. And that puts him right in the place where David wants him because he no longer has a moving target. He has a fixed target and is able to feed him with the sling. So it's that combination of his own skills, trusting in himself, 
but also most importantly in trusting in God. And just to, to touch slightly on our New Testament lesson, what we see here is this, Jesus is giving a parable about the, the son who remained righteous in his own eyes and the one who left and realized his unrighteousness and how he needs to come to the father. And really what it's a commentary is on, is on the sin of the older brother in comparing himself to his brother rather than his own relationship with his father. And we should see in that our own relationship with God the Father. One of the great tragedies of humanity is our tendency to compare ourselves with others and to, to judge ourselves in relationship to others. And we see that played out also in the Old Testament lesson where Saul is judging his own abilities based on the size and stature of Goliath. And that brings him down because he's comparing himself to another. The armies of Israel look at the armies of the Philistines and compare themselves. Instead of trusting in the one who there is no way to compare oneself to, and that is to God, and to always trust in God, that God always not just evens the odds, but decides who the victor is in life, in our relationships, because we focus on our relationship with God. That's the important thing, and not on our, our relationship and judgment with our by comparing ourselves to others. So just some thoughts for today's lessons. Continuing the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those from whom our prayers are made at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service 
and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us a little longer today, but that was a great story. Got to have that whole story of David. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, kiddos.